Welcome back to Been There, Watch That. This week it's my pick. My name is Justin. I'm here with Dave and Joe. And we've reviewed 57 movies up to this point. Seen a lot of uh, great talents. Robin Williams, Hilary Swank, Morgan Freeman, many others. But uh, this week we've got a new kid on the block. Possibly an even bigger talent, Mr. Timothy Treadwell from... The 2005 documentary Grizzly Man. Really, Justin, you're going to hype it up that bad? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Wow, what a hype for a documentary. Yep. Justin, I uh, would I would expect it out of date, but I thought you knew better. <laughs> I mean, even, even though it is your pick. I was yeah. like, <laughs> Man. A shining star. It, really... it comes out as a devastating and heart-rendering take on grizzly bear activists. How... How do you classify him as an activist yeah. exactly? I mean, that, that's a stretch. Yeah, I watched uh, this one. It was free on YouTube, so I watched it on YouTube and got quite a kick out of scrolling through some of the comments. I mean, there's people that are saying, in no way, shape, or form is this guy an expert or a, a preservationist or anything. He's just you know, a guy. That's the biggest question I have. What did he do during the winter? Where did he go? Because he stashed his gear with the one lady, mm -hmm. and then he went somewhere for nine months out of the year. Right. Where did he go? What did he do? What I was wanting to know is what did he do for income to cover these expenses? trips to Alaska. Yeah, for yeah. months, literally months on end. Yeah, and people were asking, how could he, how did he pack that much food in? Like, what did he eat for multiple months? That would be a lot of food you have to pack now, in. Now, he's listed as an American Revolution. Environmentalist, American environmentalist. Hmm. Uh, want to do the rundown, Joe? Just to uh, yeah, to get you, everybody caught up to speed. Yeah, so they know what's yeah what are we talking about? Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is left us such in such shambles here. All right, so the movie Grizzly Man, pieced together from Timothy, Timothy Treadwell's actual video footage, Werner. Herzog's remarkable documentary examines the calling that drove Treadwell to live among a tribe of wild grizzly bears on an Alaskan reserve. A devoted uh, conservationist with a passion for adventure, Timothy believed he had bridged the gap between human and beast. When one of the bears he loved and protected tragically turns on him, the footage he shot serves as a window into our understanding of nature and its grim realities. I'm just going to start off by saying, A, I don't classify him as an environmentalist Thank or you. an activist or Thank that he protected anything. Preach, preach. A little louder for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his whole tirade against like the park service because oh, they're gosh. basically telling him you he, can't just camp in this one spot all well, summer around these bears. you got to move every seven days. Well, that, yeah, they have rules to yeah. protect people, yeah. and that, that was... Gosh, I'll say that right off the bat. That was my biggest beef with everything, was that he, uh, I forget how they stated it, but he humanized the bears. That's not right. Gave them all names. And well, it, no, he uh, wow. he made the bears right. familiar with humans so that they thought all humans were friendly and they should be approached, right. which is not what you do with wild animals. You right. want them to be wary and to you know, not want to come into where you're camping and try to get your food and to... You know, come up on people. You don't want that. Not when they're in the wild. No. I mean, if it's a zoo, eh, maybe a little different deal, like a petting zoo. Right. Then, yeah. You know, you work with it. But man, out in Alaska in a reserve, 
where they're already protected, leave them alone. Well, people. literally in the middle of nowhere, that there it takes a lot of places hours to get medical attention. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and what this is makes me fear for for people like you. I've, I've been seeing here and there, like Yellowstone, you get these knuckleheads that are just stupid that walk up on like a bison or something or a moose and then they get, you know, stomped or hit and, you know, and it's always like, oh, tourist gets hit. And I'm like, good. <laughs> Leave is- the wild animals alone. It's one thing to take pictures of them, you know, but don't get out of your car and try to approach yeah. them and yeah. all that good jazz. Right, right. If you do, you deserve it. Yeah. The animal's wild. They're going to protect themselves. Yeah. Keyword wild. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah. I don't know this set this whole thing set me off. I was like, man, this is craziness. This guy's a moron. And at first, I felt sorry for him because they uh, the helicopter guy. I don't know what else to call him, but the helicopter guy was very very blunt right in the beginning of the movie. And he's like, that guy's just an idiot. Yeah, you know, he deserved <laughs> to get killed. And and the worst thing he did. And what really got my got me sad was he's like that poor girl. The worst thing this guy did was drag that poor girl out there. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's that's just mean. You know, why would you say that about somebody? Then I watch the videos like, never mind, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only does he get eaten at the end, spoiler alert, but uh Yeah. His girlfriend also and the, the the way they structure the documentary, they don't like save that for the very end. They it yeah. comes out pretty early. Like, yeah. Yeah. Here's how this is gonna end and then they fill you in with all the details. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, they show you the picture and say, Well, let's show you how the puzzle was made. Yeah. Wow. This, I... Yeah, because they interview a uh, like a Native American gentleman, and he basically says like my ancestors for seven thousand years understood like there's this boundary between yeah the bear and man. You don't like go up and pet them. Well, and I thought that was just like uh, you know he, he had that understanding with his ancestors. I just thought it was common sense, but that's just... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just this is so you know. Did he remind you of the room at all? That guy. I can't remember that guy's name. Oh. Uh, uh... Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Look at that. Here, let me look here. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Very yes. similar, like, just detached out, from out reality. There, yeah. Detached. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, illusions of grandeur. Yeah, called? yeah. Like, illusions of grandeur. Yeah, like, I'm this huge, like, important person. Yeah, they kind of talk about that, how he was crushed by a knock. He almost got on Cheers. Yeah, didn't, almost. Didn't get on the TV show. He was... A struggling actor, maybe never really had a chance, but one of those people that went to California with big dreams and kind of got crushed and then kind of takes that out into the Alaskan wilderness with a camera where he's like this super important, like, eco-warrior that's out here doing really important things and screw everybody else because he's like, yeah. He kind of talks, he tries to, I mean, you would gain a lot of experience from 10 plus years out with the bears but kind of like talks like he's some sort of expert like here's what you do like you can't show fear like he has all these things like i will become a warrior if i must and i will stand my ground against these bears well, he, and he comes up and sucker punches that one right in the jaw and we're like dude you're just like one sucker punch away from from his ultimate demise <laughs> i think that's two of the most common uh youtube comments i read was it's amazing that he lived as long as he did yes and, yeah 13 and years the worth. second one was absolute shame that he got somebody else killed with his yeah shen- shenanigans. exactly so it says here online that um 
in Cal he went to California during the winter and he worked as a bartender in West Side restaurants. Okay. So he's a bartender during the winter. Cause they never tell that part. They, they yeah, it's they, like a, a mission. They make it sound like he has endless funding, but all of them talk is like, no, he had no money. But yet they share these news clips of him going across the country to these schools and not charging anything to do these uh, presentations and stuff. And I'm going, how in the world is he funding all this? Mm -hmm. I just never. Well, he lived, he started the Grizzly People thing, so I'm sure he got some money from that. Right. You know, because everybody will donate to something. Right. It's hard to tell what, but you know. <laughs> do you think he had a death wish? Well, duh. <laughs> I did don't he, think he, he did. A, did he have an unconscious desire for his own death? I don't think so. Oh, well, now that. Uh, I think he was just a moron. <laughs> I think he, he got away with it once, and he's he like, hey, yeah. you know, these bears aren't really going to bother me, so I can get away with this. And I think he hyped it up. And I'm going to base this off the fact that he kept saying, I'm out here by myself, even when he took the girl with him. Yeah, he so, he bought so into he was lying. Yeah, he he bought into his own uh, ego. Uh, yeah, and he knew he he kept saying the bear maze is where it's dangerous, indicating yeah. that where he stayed most of the time was not dangerous. And they had tourists that come up there, so the bears were familiar with people. Right. Yeah, because they had like that camera crew come up there, and that one bear just came right up to him, and they kept throwing rocks at the bear. Mm -hmm. But okay, so yeah, that's what that's what drove me nuts. Was he swore up and down he was this big advocate for the bears, and then when his camera crew yeah. shows up, he hides in the bushes and just sitting there cussing under his breath. I'm like, yeah. if you really want to protect these bears, yeah. why don't you go down there and, and yeah. tell him to beat it? Oh, yeah. Or injure things. Like he's doing this. He's protecting, but what is he actually doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the crazy part. That's a great question. What was he actually doing to protect the bears? That's another comment I saw over and over. Like, he wasn't. If anything, he was, like you said, Dave, like habituating them to being around humans, and that mm -hmm. hurts them in the long run. Yeah. He wasn't actually doing anything positive for them. I mean, and this was what I thought when I he got done with it. I was so like, much. yeah, why why didn't he love the uh, little foxes? Because that would have kept him safe. Right. And they were a lot more fun, and they were closer to a domesticated animal like a dog. Mm -hmm. Right. He could have been great helping protect the foxes. <laughs> right. Yeah, his uh, love of the bears is definitely odd. Loved them so much. Yeah. Had names for them all. And... Well, what I'm trying to figure out is how in the world he would know, oh, well, that's that's that same bear from last year. And like, eh. hmm. Well, I mean, if he's out there for 13 years, he can figure it out. It's like anything Crazy. else. You start to... Yeah, it would have been interesting to have a little bit more backstory on how he even was able to, like, keep this thing going like what, would he just save every penny bartending throughout the I mean it seems like a month multi-month Alaskan expedition would not be cheap no the plane ride and like all this stuff like, well I mean if he saved money as a bartender throughout the year and you leave live cheap then you know yeah I did California rent though would be... uh, I can't hold it back any longer <laughs> the coroner did that guy ever take advantage of his 15 yeah. minutes of fame? Oh, yes. What? Yes. I had two scenes. <laughs> one when he's talking about the biting and stuff, and his eyes get real big, and he's just, he's in it. He's in it, man. He's like, man, I can do this. Watch me act. <laughs> and I then, can have my own TV show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kept thinking he's Bill Nye wannabe. Yeah. He's like, and then. You know. 
and and then the whole watch scene the watch scene for me was super painful oh i was just like i'm gonna present you with this watch yes and i'm like it's a guy that got eaten by a bear's watch yeah what the heck was and, that and, all about? And, and the thing of it is, I love how you could tell he's it's like partially scripted or he's overacting yeah, because yeah. when it's done, they leave it. They leave the camera, the camera on, running, yeah. And, and she's just like, sitting there looking at the watch, and he's just sitting there like, yeah. "I'm finished." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it and it still works. Yeah. And she's wow. like, "I'm gonna wear it forever." Yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh." He reminds me of the guy. Uh, I don't remember what his name is on Saturday Night Live. I'm an actor. Yeah. It reminded me of Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands, yeah. but uh, I'm going to keep talking. And uh, I was just like, wow, did this guy ever just love his 15 minutes of fame? Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for him to start quoting Hamlet. <laughs> to be or not to yeah, be. Yeah, gosh. And then the, the airplane guy that drove him out and back and stuff, I just thought this guy's just like, well, I guess if you're going to pay me, I will go ahead and say some stuff. And uh, yeah. this is where I dropped him off. This is where I found him. Happy to be here. It's a shame. Yeah, that, Let's spread some ashes. That might have been the only sane guy in the whole I know. Day. Yeah. You guys know you're still paying well, me to fly you out here, right? Well, him and the the helicopter yeah. evac guy, he, yeah. he, I loved him. <laughs> I, you know, they never said what his role was. I, I assume he was in, like, the search and rescue part of yeah. it, I'm assuming. Clean up after. Well, no, yeah. but, I mean, he knew, he knew about his previous stuff. So the airplane guy, the main guy, flew him out every right. year. Right. But the helicopter and another airplane guy knew about him and knew about the girl and you know, knew the backstory, so he had to have some bit of a reputation. I, yeah, I I just chalked it up to being they lived in a small town like us, yeah. and like everybody Maybe knew everything everybody. going on. It's like, hey, you see the knuckleheads back going from playing with the bears. <laughs> he had a little bit of a celebrity going, you know. He was, yeah, he was on Dave Letterman or something. Yeah, yeah, and CBS News. And that one guy interviewing was on like, he's like, this is crazy. Straight up. This is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Who in their right mind? I just can't get past how you justify going onto a Federal Reserve that literally is set up to protect the bears so that you can further protect the bears. Because the guy mentioned, yeah, we do hunting permits. We kill 160 out of whatever number of thousands. I don't know, 10,000, 30,000. And. Yeah, that's just part of it. Like that, we issue those licenses, and we've done studies, and we mm-hmm. have decided that this is an a, appropriate number. And then he asked about poaching. He's like, "Yeah, they're really that's a really rare thing for people to poach out here. Sometimes people just whip their gun out and shoot a bear just because they don't like them." Yeah. But in th- terms of people like actually going out specifically for poaching, he at least claimed as a small small problem, but. Treadwell thought he was oh, keeping an eye on things out there to keep stuff like from that happening. Like was that. he ever? <laughs> well, Justin, I got to ask gonna you. shake his fist at him. <laughs> Get out of here, poacher. Well, yeah, what I think is crazy is he he cusses and throws a temper tantrum over all these rules and regulations. Like, look, Poindexter, these rules are to protect you. These are not to just be a hindrance to make your life miserable. They're telling you to stay 100 feet away or 100 yards away, whatever the, the yeah. measurement was, yeah. away from these bears, because guess what? They're killer bears. Yeah, it, it cuts to him literally, like, bopping one of them on the nose, like a huge bear, like, letting it come right up to him, smell his hand and stuff. Like, well, Justin, I have to ask this, because I went on IMDb and I looked up Grizzly Man, and I see a 
a video, the trailer for Grizzly Man, and then I see right beside, literally right beside it, the trailer for Tiger King. Is there a connection? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's true. They kind of look the same. Or is the only connection of stupid being stupid? Yeah, huge personalities that are quite possibly a screw loser, too. Oh, just a couple? Yeah. Well, at one point, Treadwell, he's sitting there petting a fox or something and talking to it, and he says... He's telling him all about his like drinking problems he used to have. Yeah, yeah. gosh. Kind of seems like he his life was in shambles and totally transferred all his like addictive type stuff into like. Boy, did he ever! The Alaskan wilderness and <laughs> some one comment I read said this guy took an alcohol addiction, turned it into an adrenaline addiction. So that's what. Like he couldn't stay away from the bears and the danger of being. Yeah, he just he just swapped addictions basically. So get this: in the 85-year history of the park, where he was, no visitor had ever been killed by a grizzly. But Firearms are prohibited within the park. What's uh, the park called? Uh, Cat Catmi yeah. Catmaya mm -hmm. National Park. They do, however, allow bear spray. That's nice. That's supposed to be pretty potent stuff. I've read stories where, uh, in Amazon warehouses, where like those cans that fell off the shelf or whatever, and it's like they have to clear the whole warehouse out. That stuff is so potent. I mean, it's crazy that footage he got of the big bear standing up and rubbing his back against a tree. Yeah. And then he goes over there, and he's like, looks like an ant compared yeah. to where. The size of that bear was. I mean, I mean, I have to give him credit. Some of the footage he got with the bears is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> it's like, okay, the rest of this circus, literally a circus, is eh, not really needed. Like National Geographic could probably do just as good a job, and and every, and the same people, same number of people leave that has that came in. Kind of the way he would. Uh... Instead of just doing footage, I mean, he would do monologues and stuff. Like, it seemed like he was kind of had it in the back of his mind. Maybe he could have a, his own TV show, like The Bear Man or something. Yeah. yeah kinda, what was the guy that got killed by the Stingray? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's so crazy. I just, I don't know. I go back and forth. You know, this guy's a fool, and he deserved to be eaten, but... Then again, I mean, nobody deserves that, but... Right. Gosh, he was just asking yeah, for it. Yeah, if he was asking for it. He was he asking, asking for it. For Everything it. he did, he was asking for it, and yeah. he hurt the bears. That's what I didn't like. Cause, I mean, that bear would have went on and not had any human interaction if he had just left and left him alone. Right. And you got to know, getting out late in the season... I mean, he, he even said it in the last couple of takes, you know, these bears are desperate. You yeah. Know, they're desperate to get stored up for winter. Well, you're a food plate there, muchacho. Yeah. Oh, that's what's so crazy. He has all this awareness. He's constantly talking about the danger, but then just running right towards it. Yeah. I mean, how many times in the throughout the documentary there's footage of him basically saying, "Yeah, I could die out here." Like he's always talking about the yeah, possibility of getting eaten. It's almost like he he's hoping he does, because then everybody will talk about him forever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, man. That's a weird documentary to have, but I guess yes. so. 
So this is kind of neat. It's talking about the early years. His his early attempts at camping were almost comical. In his journal, he wrote that he was often cold, hungry, and tormented by insects. And the first time he saw a grizzly, it ran away. And he said he was sad that any bear would find him as a threat. (laughs) I'm your uh, friend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was rescued by a Vietnam veteran named Terry, whom he had become close to. And after he was discharged from the hospital after overdosing, Terry urged him to go to Alaska and watch bears. So Terry turned him to that. What do you guys think of the narrator, Werner? Uh, I think he was weird, too. Yeah. You know, at the very end, he's listening to audio, and he's like, you should never listen to this. You should tear this up now. And I'm like, man, you're telling a distressed lady, you know, what she should do with her own personal property. You know, after you listen to it, of course. But. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm glad you brought this up, Dave. Mm-hmm. I I had to go look and see if anybody had published that audio. I just had to. <laughs> Did they? No, unfortunately. But I do have for a close second uh, Van Deel, which was the bear biologist. Mm-hmm. And... Let me look it up here. For the listeners, at the very end, there's Timothy left his camera running with the lens cap on when he was eaten. So there's audio out there, supposedly, of, of that. And, well, and the, these are expert, e- excerpts from the audio. So we have from the bear biologist and our buddy, the coroner, Mr. Frank uh, Falico, or Falico, or however his name's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had given interviews to like Reader's Digest and places like that over the uh, when the movie was released of what what this tape included. So I'm going to read what was said. The first sounds from the tape are from Amy saying she sounds surprised and asks if it's still out there. Apparently, either Tim had asked Amy to turn the camera on or Amy had turned the camera on out of reflex. I don't believe the latter scenario took place for one minute, which I will discuss in detail below. At any rate, the attack was in progress when the camera was turned on. The next voice is from Timothy as he screams, Get out of here! I'm getting killed over here! Tim was wearing a remote microphone on his coveralls. The sound of a tent zipper is then heard and the tent flap opening. Amy has is heard screaming over the background sounds of rain hitting the tent, the wind, and other storm sounds, all mixed in with the bear and Tim fighting to play dead. Seconds pass before Amy yells again to play dead. And that's from Van Dale in 2004. Next play cl- dead. Yeah. <laughs> Next clip. Not surprisingly, with Amy yelling and screaming nearby, th- this seems to work and the bear breaks off the attack. More on this below. A short conversation ensues as Amy and Tim try to determine if the bear's really gone. Being trained as physical as a physician... Physician's assistant. Yeah, it is believed that Amy made her way to Tim, and from seconds caught on tape, the bear returns and Amy is forced to back off. Tim then is clearly heard screaming that playing dead isn't working and begs her to hit the bear. And this is from Vandell and Falico on 2004 and 2005. The sound of rain hitting the tent along with wind muffle sounds at this point. However, Amy is clearly heard yelling fight back to fight back. She is then heard screaming, stop, go away, or possibly run away, as the sound of a frying pan is used to beat the top of the bear's head and the sound of Tim moaning. 
and the last expert here. It is believed at this point the attack the bear let go of Tim's head, which was which the bear had in its mouth, and grabbed him somewhere in the upper leg area. The sound of Amy screaming very loudly as Tim was clearly heard over the sounds of the storm, saying, Amy, get away, get away, go away. Tim knew he was going to die at this point and wanted to save Amy from the same fate. And, of course, Amy did not go away. And from what I read, uh, oh, here's the next, here's the last part. As the tape continues to end, the sound of Amy's high-pitched screams rise to a new level, much uh, like what I had described as the sound of a predator call used by hunters to produce a distress call cries of a small wounded animal which often attracts bears. Biologist Larry Von Dale, Dale for the Alaska Department of Fish and Game theorizes as Amy screams may have prompted the bear to return and kill her. So her freaking out after the bear got Tim basically yeah. is, they believe is what caused her demise. Jeez. Which <laughs> I really can't can't blame her because if I just watched the person I was with get carried off by a bear eating alive, I can't say I wouldn't be sitting there freaking out as well. Heck with that. Run, baby, run. Yeah. <laughs> they think I was Forrest Gump because I'd be running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so here's some interesting stuff. Uh, so in 1998, he was issued a citation because he stored food in an ice chest in his tent, which you're not allowed to do. And then he was uh, ordered to remove a portable generator from his camp. And he had six violations, including guiding tourists without a license, camping in the same area longer than the five-day limit, improper food storage, wildlife harassment, use of a generator, and miscellaneous altercations with visitors and licensed guides. Yeah, so he just... Sounds about right. Yeah, had all kind of issues. Par for the course there. Yeah, with what he had going on. And they told him if they had any more violations that uh, they were going to ban him from the park. Well, this problem kind of took care of itself, didn't it? Yeah, I did. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she, I just, I feel bad for the girl. Yeah, I mean, she had no say in it. She was pretty much at the whim of whatever he decided they're, where they're going to camp and how much danger he's going to put her in. She's just like along for the ride. And, I was going to say, but at this point, I do feel sorry for her up to a point. I don't feel completely sorry for her because it's not like he held her... Uh, yeah, it said ransom. here that she'd went for three previous summers. Like, she mm -hmm. decided, she made that life decision of, hey, I'm going to go live where there are killer bears all mm -hmm. around me and no way, literally <laughs> no way to protect myself for yeah. months on end. Yeah, yeah. The, in the documentary, the one guy mentions that she told him she was, like, real scared of the bears, too. I mean, she wasn't, like, as cavalier as he was, where... Yeah, so, so you know that's not going to help the situation because they can automatically smell the fear on her anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. So this has been my dilemma all week. How do you rate this movie? Because <laughs> yeah. this guy's a knucklehead. Right. Which gives me a distaste for it. But the, the guy doing the documentary, you know, is just doing a documentary. Yeah, He's that, telling the story, you know, and... That that was literally the discussion Justin and I had before before you had came in the studio was this guy is a, going in once you hear what the movie's about the synopsis of the movie's like this guy is a nut and then after you watch it you go this guy is a nut yeah but but <laughs> it's yeah. that but it, it's an interesting story yeah. but but it's crazy <laughs> yeah 
you know, it reminded me of the room. The guy just is detached from reality. And, you know, and near the end, they had where he does like four different scenes where he's giving the finger to the camera. Yeah. And, and he's just dropping F-bombs and, you know, and he throws in one last little F-bomb. And I was just like, dude, that's not helping your case. Yeah. I, I When I seen that part, I told, I looked at the scene and I said, this guy is finally literally lost it. I mean, at that point, he he's at the end of his rope on that. It's, oh. I did think some stuff he said was funny. I don't know if it's unintentional. Humor, <laughs> like the, oh, he said some funny stuff. The fox stealing his hat. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That's yeah. a very important hat. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, Doug, you knew that was going to happen when they first started playing with us. Like, that's just, you deserve, uh, again, yeah. that ranks right up for that. You deserve that. Well, right. what I want to know is how can that hat be too so important to the mission? <laughs> I was like, it's a hat, man. Surely you brought more than one. Apparently not. <laughs> well, when he got to the frog's den, I thought, come on, put your hand in the hole. Put your hand in the hole. Come on, I want to see you stick your hand in that den and pull that hat out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he would go around to schools and, like, give little talks to kids about all his adventures, too. Somebody said, like, you shouldn't be putting that example out there in the world. Yeah, that's, just, yeah, that's basically just promoting stupidity. <laughs> Uh, okay, so my thoughts when I was watching all this. Okay, this guy was a nut. Then imagine how much bigger uh, nut he would have been if social media was around at that time. Imagine him like doing live remotes oh, and, and live streams. And stuff, yes, yeah. gosh, with with the bears. I mean, can you imagine how, just how much more over the top he would have been if he'd had the power of social media back then? Yeah. He'd had a following for sure, but man, what a troop of knuckleheads! Well, I'd have—I have to admit—I would probably follow him just to watch the the craziness. <laughs> so what's uh, Cena think? Okay, I have a quote from her. Yeah. So we're watching it, and we get to the part where the the bear basically poops right there in the middle by the river. Of course, I make a joke. Okay, that answers the question if the bear does poop in the woods. <laughs> yeah. But then he goes over there and starts patting it. <laughs> Cindy goes, why don't you just eat it and get it over with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh. That was probably the weirdest moment in the whole freaking thing. And that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. There's some close seconds, but that Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's terrible. like, yeah, there, there's a fight for a second, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> like you are excited like dude you you do realize like literally what you're playing in right yeah because he'd love the bear the female bear that just pooped and he was like felt like he was getting close to her by touching it yeah it's just uh yeah <laughs> detached Crazy. from reality yeah Crazy. it just uh, yeah when 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 she said, I was like, okay, I'm going to quote you on that tomorrow. She's like, I don't care. She said, that's just stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about protecting them is just a total rationalization. Like, the reality is he needs them as, like, friends, and they're giving him something. Yeah. For him, he's getting something out of this whole thing where he's, like, getting love from these animals in his head. But the fact, saying he protects them is just... Yeah. Yeah, seeing you protect him in the same breath as you're hiding in the bushes as a camera crew's taking pictures of the bear and throwing a rock at it to keep yeah. it at a dis safe distance. It's one of those, 
if the animal's dangerous, I'm not going to, I don't care what the situation is, I'm not going to take that chance. For example, uh, last weekend we went to uh, Elkins for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And on the way back, we went to, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, the name just escapes me. French Creek. We stopped at French Creek on the way back. Yeah. Took Sadie and walked her all the way through it. Well, one of the little stations has snakes. And in my book, the best snake's a dead snake. Case closed. Guess what? They're behind glass, but I didn't go up there to peck on that glass to see how tough that glass was. I just kept on walking. It's like, you know what? Those things are behind glass. I know they're there. I'm good with that. I'm not going to go try to try to be like... <laughs> Like this guy go protect the snakes yeah. or go see. Cause I told Cena, I was like, I'm the. One, I said I don't even look that stuff. I said because my luck goes like it would like try to bite me through the glass and like it would break the glass and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm not even taking that chance. That's just one of my yeah. things. But for this guy to go willingly, like hey, these things can kill you. Let's go sleep among them. It's like no. Yeah, and then then his parents. You know, they showed the clip of his parents. Mm-hmm. And he seems a little squirrely. Well, how can you... Because it's one of those... Are they just about as crazy as he is, or are they just trying their best to not go on camera and go, yeah, our son was stupid. <laughs> he was our son, but he was stupid. It's one of those... That they're kind of in a tough spot, because like, they know the only reason that this crew's here filming is because their son was being stupid and, mm-hmm. and got killed, so... That, yeah, and like his good friends or whatever, they interview them and they they buy right into his whole he's protecting he was a protector of them thing. Yeah. Everyone else who was like not close to him like that, they're like, no, he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. He wasn't doing any protecting, but his friends are still kind of buying into this this uh, this thing he the story that he wove of himself being this great bear protector. They're like. They're spreading his ashes and stuff, and she's saying, like, yeah, he was just cared about the bears, and he loved them and all this stuff. Like, well, then the then the, the lady that gets the watch and and, and standing there with with the oh, lady holding ashes. Jesus. Okay, supposedly she she claims that she's his girlfriend, but yet the girl that gets eaten is his girlfriend. is like, I don't even want to open that box because, you know, you're led to believe that she's the ex-girlfriend, but yet... They they play her off as the girlfriend, but then you know, they let it slip. Like the girl that got eaten with him is his girlfriend. It's like I don't even want to know. <laughs> of course, they're being California. It's hard to tell. Yeah, a little bit interesting that his voice sounded uh, not straight, but he was straight. He was all, yes. He had this whole monologue where he said, "I'm a straight guy," and it'd be easier if I was gay. I could go to truck stops or something. Yes! Like, where did, in the world did that come he from? He a huge monologue on the, his romantic issues he's had with women or whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, you're a nut. You just haven't... <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. He's talking to the camera. They, why don't girls want to go for me? Got a uh, good thing going. Yeah, I was like, ooh, teacher, over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where like, shall I'm, we start? I'm good in the uh, sack, basically, what he says. He's like, you're not supposed to say that, but I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> I got a great life. <laughs> Why aren't they flocking to me? <laughs> <laughs> because you haven't found a person that's just as crazy. Well, apparently he has, but oh, just yeah. as crazy as him. 
Yeah, so you almost want to give this uh, burnt popcorn for <laughs> for him. But yeah, how do you rate it? Yeah, from the storyline point, but then you start watching it. Just now, I have to applaud you on this one, sir. This is a... Uh... This is a classic. I used to like recommend this to everybody I knew back in high school. <laughs> you just... gotta see Grizzly Man. Yeah, it's just crazy enough. Yeah, man. I, I applaud you, sir. This is, this is uh... you're on a roll. The room, now this. Where do you find these people? <laughs> How do you search that? Yeah, I don't know where this one. How this one came about. Probably just a DVD circulating back in the day, and got up my hands on it. <laughs> Although I, I do have to, like I said. Well, as soon as I finished it last night, I was like, oh, we're going to have zero issues discussing this movie. Uh, I think I do feel a little bit more bad for him now than I did back then. My first time seeing it, I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy watching this guy. And, but now it's like pretty obvious he had some serious issues going on. They feel <laughs> a little bit bad laughing at all his shenanigans. Well, I, I won't to to save cancel cult save you from getting canceled, Justin. I won't um, mention our discussion we had last week when you, when you had when we talked about the movie off air. But I would say, for the record, you was I don't have to disagree because I didn't have to go as far in the movie to to reach that point of what you said off air, and I won't bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a question. Okay. At one point, Willie Fulton, the airplane pilot that drove him out there, said Tim was a little smarter than most people gave him credit for. He made it out there a long time before the Bears finally got him. Mm-hmm. Is that true? <laughs> no, because I'm almost 36, and I've gone almost 36 years without a bear attack. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of think, you know, his luck just ran out. He was just like a moron stumbling around, and his luck finally ran out. Yeah. But, but I'm surprised the airplane pilot said he's a little smarter than people give him credit for. Because, I mean, he had, you know, like the helicopter guy's like, he's a moron. You know? <laughs> I love the helicopter and the, guy. And the airplane guy's like, no, no, man, he's smarter than what you think. Give him a chance. And the helicopter's like, no, no. he's just a moron. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you guys think he falls. Was he actually savvy with the bears enough to make it 13 years? Or did he just happen to have it's a lot of lucky breaks? He, you only, all you have to base it off of is his own talking about himself he yeah. talks himself up that he knows what he's doing and he's yeah he's figured out these ways of like dealing with him and interacting with him but. well but the thing of it is if he was a so-called expert he would have had you know he'd went to like school or, or some kind of field of study on this not just get thrown off a plane in the middle of it and going hey look i survived a year i'm an expert it's but, like, I mean, that is a lot of time that he spent out there. So it's probably he had to he had to have learned some stuff over the years. Yeah, yeah, but 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 to be a, a so-called expert, mm-hmm. I think that's a little little stretched for me. And to call him smarter, just totally fearless and to to the point of insanity. Yeah. Well, uh, and what about the girl? I mean, she'd been out there multiple times for weeks at a time. Where does she fall in this? You know, to continue to go back and, A, to be with this knucklehead. <laughs> I mean, man. And she's a physician's assistant, so she's no dummy. Right. You know, it's hard to be a physician's assistant. Right. It takes a lot of work, and you got to be smart. 
Well, and, intelligent. And, right. And why? Well, yeah. What was she doing out there? What's yeah, yeah. To, to say, well, I'm going to leave work, and, and I don't know what what her job pay was, but I'm sure mm-hmm. you know it wasn't yeah. cheap. Well, I mean, I mean she's, well, probably, I mean, she's taking, probably making pretty good money. I, I'm guessing she viewed it as a vacation. She went out and stayed with him for a couple of weeks each of the three summers, and you know, and then kind of just headed back. But what? Wow, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the chance to go to Alaska for a normal, you know, expedition would yeah, be, it'd be pretty sweet. Pricey. But like, if I got there and then suddenly I'm the guide is like putting us in Harm's extreme what? danger, I'd be like. F this, we're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be calling the uh, fine guy. Hey, how much does it cost to get me today? Oh, uh, just picture him, because he said he got in trouble for doing uh, unauthorized tours without a permit or whatever. I can just <laughs> picture him just walking around <laughs> with a group of idiots following him. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, okay, so so that brings up an excellent point. Okay, who's dumber? Him? Or the people that pay money to use him as the guide. <laughs> if you want to get up close to him, now, he's the guy to talk to, him, I guess. Huh. Actually, we rate it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still torn. I was sitting here reading a little bit more about the documentary and some yeah. of the, the ideas behind it just to say, just to get it in my own head if this is... Are we on the right path or not? Well, I mean, is it, are we rating it? So, okay. So I have questions. (laughs) Are we rating it as the value of the documentary? Are we rating it based off of his partedness? Or how do we rate this? I mean, the documentary, the, actually, I feel like was put together pretty well. It kept me interested. I I think, Justin, chime in and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, this is your movie, Justin, so by all means. Which do you think would be easier to to rate yeah for me i i can only look at it from how 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 was the movie put together and how well does he tell the story through the documentary form and yeah for me it can't be any sort of do i like or dislike what what was going on here with (laughs) the decisions and his decisions yeah yeah, I mean that's I I, I kind of want to rate him for his poor decisions, yeah. but but that's <laughs> but it's not him. This is a guy, a different person coming in making the documentary, right? So that's why I'm torn. Yeah, um, I guess if it seems like the documentary was a fair shake, and he well, let me. So would you guys recommend this movie to someone else to watch? Would you be like, hey, you should really check this out? <laughs> Probably not. And if you did, why would you recommend it? Because I would be I would be kind of like, hey, you got to check this idiot out. Yeah, that that's where I'm going with it. Like, I have a buddy. Like, yeah. I would definitely say, "Hey, you want to see something crazy?" Yeah, yeah. that's almost yeah, the the angle is this is crazy. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Not this is a great. Like, yeah, like thing. if you want to see natural selection at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely gets a Darwin Award. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness. I don't know. I thought. I think I, I said it earlier, the way they, they don't skirt around the debt issue. I mean, it's kind of like a non-linear storytelling way. They kind of, the documentary opens and then kind of says what's going to happen at the end. And then there's some filling in and then comes back to with the coroner later. So there's some interesting The coroner. You got to watch it just for the coroner. <laughs> yeah. And the whole watch presentation. Yes. <laughs> so in that Man, way. Man, I just, gosh. 
What do you think the guy filming thought when the coroner did, and I'm going to present you with this watch? Yeah, how do you not just How did he not, yeah, You roll your eyes and just just go, you're stupid. Like, I would find myself... How awkward would that be? Yeah. I mean, do you you think after the camera turned off, he's like, hey, man, great job. You presented that watch like a boss. Yeah. Yeah. No one could have done better. Yeah. Because I'm one of these people with... There are times where it's very difficult for me to not wear my expressions on my face. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking at this, like, y'all are stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't care how much I'm getting paid. This is just stupid. What? I'd be questioning my own life decisions at that point going, <laughs> really? How did I end up here? Yes. <laughs> With this corner? Whoever I may this matter, watch? whatever decision I made, I want to do over. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Mulligan right here. I need to. Somewhere there was a crossroad, and I went the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> There, there was know. reason that, that road was less traveled. Yeah, Because <laughs> it led me here. All right, so what are you guys saying? How do we rate this baby? <laughs> Justin's your pick, so how do we rate it, sir? Uh, well, given all the footage, like, let's just look at it from all the raw footage, the 100 hours of footage that he had. Do you think they did a good job putting this together in a presentable form to tell the story of this yeah i'm gonna go overflowing medium based off of that i was at a medium but now i'm gonna go overflowing because i agree with you i think they did put it together very well you have to edit that down so there's all this stuff yeah find a way to make it presentable and keep you interested and what was the running time on this one i don't know hour and 43 minutes yeah (laughs) i'm going overflowing medium based off of justin's uh critique scale there of yes it was put together well yes it would uh entertain someone in the right mood <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, they had to be willing to just sit there and be like how much of this idiot can i take yep. <laughs> uh, to get to the end to see what happens mm-hmm. but i am going to ding it because it just uh I, the, I don't know i was embarrassed for everybody involved yeah you know and i, I agree with joe and saying at some point, the guy making the documentary would have just had to say, for me to be super happy with it, this guy's just an idiot, and we're going to just, you know, watch how this scene unfolds because it's so ridiculous. But Yeah, I think the narrator, Warner Herzog, he, he definitely doesn't seem to take Timothy's side. Like, I think he kind of routinely says, uh, mm-hmm. he kind of pokes holes in his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he shows where, you know, he's not protecting them from anything, right. and he he's not moving. He goes and talks to people and gets the lowdown to kind of break through some of the, the BS that Tim tries to spin. Yes. Well, the only thing I had against the guy making a documentary is when he tells the lady she should destroy the audio. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, you know, you're making a documentary. You're, you shouldn't really impose yourself. Yeah, it. yeah. That, you, that's where I feel like he did wrong, and that's why I'm dinging it, because I feel like he started to impose himself into it instead of just making a documentary. Yeah, he, he's trying to change yeah. the storyline and just yeah. like roll out. Yeah. Yeah, so. Overflowing medium for me, sir. Well, now, I have to say, now, Dave, since you've watched Grizzly, man, you have to watch Tiger King now. No. Like, you've not. already started in the I cannot hall. take it. <laughs> I cannot. Trust me. No. Nope. If you was entertained with Grizzly, man. I was barely entertained. That's why, well, I, I mean, I feel me. like this was a decent documentary, but I just can't get behind more than an overflowing medium, and that's only because Justin talked me into it. Well, trust me. Yeah. Grizzly, man, does not hold a candle to Tiger King. Justin, am I right? Right. 
<laughs> I, did, a, I can't handle the awkwardness. That's a way bigger time commitment. I almost didn't watch it past the whole watch thing. Watch <laughs> Just because I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> These people are so stupid that I just can't stomach it. Yeah. But then luckily they went away from that and went to something else. And yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I'm back in a little bit. Uh, this is my goal. At Gosh. least some point that you will at least watch the first episode of Tiger King. No. Yes, you no. have to. No. Yes. Can't. Justin and I, we're going, we're going to tag him. We're going seeing, to out seeing Justin dressed up as Tiger King was enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, we have to work on this. We have to come up with a plan. Yeah. No, no plan. <laughs> All right, Justin, you on rate or you want me to? Uh, let's, let's hear uh, your thoughts. Okay. Maybe you can play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I've got Here we in. go. All written out. <laughs> Bloody <pages>. brilliant. <laughs> You might be able to sway me. I've got my uh, rating in my mind, but we'll see. Well, I, I had a rating in mind, and then after we talked, I, I'm, I'm kind of teetering. Yeah. Was I entertained? Surprisingly, yes. Like, when when you told me your thoughts of the movie going in, Justin, I'm going, oh, boy, this ought to be interesting. And then and, and then it came true within, like, the literally the first ten <laughs> seconds of it. And I was like, oh, man, we're in for, for it. Oh, and, gosh, and yeah. the first words I seen in the mouth was like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, but from, from the documentary standpoint of it, for them to basically come out <laughs> right up front and say, like, okay, we're going to talk about this documentary. is about this guy that went live with bears and he got killed. Okay, that you find that out within literally the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Any other movie... You get let let that cat out of the bag out front. You're like, oh, what's the point of watching this movie now? But I was able to sit and watch it the rest of the way through. It's like mm-hmm. they they was able to twist it like you want to watch the rest of it to see exactly how he died and and how it all happened. Now, it's very very well done. And again, it goes back to. When Dave asked the question, and Dave, this is the question that made me change my rating. Yeah. Would you recommend it to anybody else? Yeah. Like, I have a buddy, definitely, uh, next time I talk to him, I'm going to say, hey, have you watched this? <laughs> um, but literally, that question has made me change my uh, thought process, my uh, ranking on this. Because it was going to be a large, I was going to large on this one. Mm-hmm. But that question right there made me change. So I, I'm going with an overflowing medium for Grizzly Man. Yeah, you almost can't recommend this to, like, 80% of people. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be, like, the special group of your friends. Yeah, that... yeah, so it, it falls into the category of people that love nature movies or people like watching just craziness, dumpster yeah. fire, yeah. nonsensical mm-hmm. stuff. Yep, I agree. Um, huh. So, Justin, where do you fall? Well, I'd say when I first saw it, I was like, Blown away by this movie. I was like, this is so crazy. I was so entertained by his shenanigans. You know, coming back to it years later, I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit bad being entertained by somebody who <laughs> was clearly needed some help and was got himself and someone else killed. This uh, is not the best way to entertain yourself. I, I thought you were going to say you actually started feeling bad for him being a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know, so then... Um, well, I think I got a. I probably would have been a mop bucket back then. I'm going to drop it down to a large now. Really? Yep. Wow. It still holds up for me 
pretty well. And just the the uh, unique way that they tell this story, and for the most part, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of filler. They give the context and people in his life that he knew, and fill you in a little bit on where he came from, and you know, throw in other people's insights and like you know the people that are like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> you know, they they throw in quite a variety of different interviews which and then coupled that with his uh just crazy tirades by himself with a camera in the middle of alaskan wilderness or his interactions with foxes or whatever yeah just the the crazy stuff he says is entertaining and then the footage that he was able to get was like pretty uh pretty cool to see even if He'd rather he didn't go out and get that footage if it meant two people dying and a bear. Yeah. That is overall, yeah, you got to give him a burnt popcorn on his behavior, though. <laughs> yeah, That's what gosh, I came away it with. his behavior is horrible. I, when I was younger and I watched, I didn't, I wasn't really like as annoyed by that or kind of looked past it. But now I'm just like, this is just terribly irresponsible and the wrong way to. You're not. Maybe I, back then I thought, well, I mean, if you want to live in the wilderness and that's your thing that's your thing but now i'm like no you shouldn't be doing that yeah it's not good for (laughs) now that is you bring up a very excellent point about the runtime hour 43 minutes but yet there wasn't there wasn't a lot of filler i i yeah there wasn't any spaces lost yeah like there wasn't i didn't find myself going how much longer for this it's like once you got in once you got past I'd say that probably the first ten minutes, maybe not even that long. Like you're hooked in, you're you're in for the ride. Yeah, it's a ride. It's definitely a ride. It's uh, so burnt burnt popcorn, Timothy. Sorry, rest in peace. But you get a burnt popcorn, and but your movie, your, the footage you got, and the way they put it together in this documentary, going large, baby. Nice. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so Dave, this sets a very interesting position for you, coming off of the Alpha of Grizzly Man. How do you? Uh, How do I rebound? Yes, everybody back. Yes. Get us back to reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where? Did what you, path did, literally do you go from here to like completely? Did you find my movie? No. Oh. I tried. I tried. You're killing me. I know. I tried. This every... is what happens every time. Justin puts me in a bind, <laughs> and then what I want to drag us out of this misery of a movie we had to watch, I can't get. So then I have to make an alternate plan, which just stinks. All right. Rain over me. Is that uh, Don Cheeto? Don Cheeto, Adam Sandler. 2007. All right. Uh, let me see. Let me see. You got Hulu, Joe? Yes, but let me see if it's like... I'm checking it here. Let me make sure like it's viewable and not like uh, an add-on kind of deal. All right. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen this one or not. We'll, I'll find out once I start watching. It's kind of I don't know. I, okay, yeah, it's on uh, it's on uh, Hulu, so you're good. Okay, Rain Over Me with uh, Don Cheeto, Adam Sandler, 2007. All right. Yeah. Kind of a hidden gem, I feel. So. And I'm just looking at the picture here. I've not seen this movie. With it being an Adam Sandler movie, I'm going to say it's not like his typical his typical slapstick. It is not. Okay. It was, that, so this is what I'll say. This is Adam Chandler's breakout that was never recognized. Okay. 
and I'll say it was uh, Don Cheadle's main role that was never recognized. Ooh, so this is, is going to be interesting. Yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith, Liv Tyler, Donald Sutherland. All right. Yeah. Pretty small crew cast, but, you know, see what you guys think. Yeah. Since my other movie's not available. Okay. All right, take us out of here. All right, we're done. All right, so... For more news and reviews, check out our website at beentherewatchthat.com. Follow us on social media at btwtpod. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Been There, Watch That. We're on all the major platforms, and all of our episodes are hosted by anchor.fm. All right. Well, Next week, Rain Over Me. Rain Over Me, Adam Sandler, Don Cheadle, 2007. We'll be back. And uh, Justin? Yep. We've been there. And watch that. So for myself, Joe, and Justin, we'll be back next week. Join us. Rain over me. Don't forget to uh, submit the fans' choice movies. We always like that. We'll Mm -hmm. be back to that in a couple weeks. And uh, everybody have a great week.